Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gina's Groove Theory. Tonight, 
is actually it's October 19, 2012. And like I always do when I begin a show, I always give thanks and praise to the man up above because he makes everything possible. Now, with that, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to send up. Oh, just to let you guys know, I've done some downloading and some uploading, and I got some uh, new music out here, you know, to share with you guys. So everything is doing pretty good. So I want you to kick back. I want you guys to get prepared for tonight's show. You are here with Gina's Groove Theory, KXRW, your community, your community connection, internet radio station, and hi, I'm Gina, broadcasting live out of Long Beach, California, bringing it to you. We're going to talk about some real talk tonight. We're going to be honest about what what it is about mental illness, and I'm gonna get try to give you guys try to get you guys uh, more geared toward knowing what it is as opposed to being scared to understand. Because at one time in my life, I didn't understand, and when you don't understand something, then it's hard to even embrace it. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and give thanks and praise to, like I said, the man up above who makes everything possible for me in my life. He has you guys here listening. He has you guys taking part. So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to give thanks and praise to the man upstairs. So thank you guys for joining tonight. And uh, we're looking to have a great show. Uh, I see someone's giving me a call out there. So, oh, okay. Well, pretty much uh, we're, I'm going to touch that person in, in two and two and be right out there with you in a minute. But before we do anything else, like I said, we got to go ahead and give up some thanks and praise. So here we go, you guys. Who is the man upstairs that makes everything in our lives possible? Who makes us makes it where we have a beautiful day today, and that we live, and that we uh, enjoy each other, and we enjoy the fruits of all of our labors, and and that love and and everything prosperity is in our hands. You know, it's the man upstairs. So here we go. Thank you, Lord, for all your love. It is 11.06 in the p.m. This is October 19, 2012. This is Gina's Groove Theory, your KXRW, your community connection, internet radio station, broadcasting here out of Long Beach. Go ahead, and uh, like I told you guys, I put in a little bit of new stuff. Uh, I've uh, broadened my horizons as far as music music goes, and I want to send this little shout-out there. I had told a friend about this cut because... I was like saying, you know, a lot of people are always saying uh, this and that, and they're making uh, calls on what you do and what you don't do. And, you know, we talk about friends. We talk about the, the shit that people, for, the friends supposed to be, friends supposed to be all a part about it, and they down with you or whatever, but they're always judging you and putting you out there like you're the one that, you know, is doing it wrong. So I got this little cut, so you guys kick back and trip off of this. This is called Don't Judge Me. And it's by Chris Brown. Here you, here you go. I don't want to go there We should never 
never thought that Damn. Why you wanna go there? I guess I gotta go there You're hearing rumors about me And you can stomach the thought Of someone touching my body When you're so close to my heart I won't deny with this saying Because most of it is true But it was all before I fell for you So please wait But please don't judge me And I won't judge you Cause it could get ugly Before it gets beautiful Please don't judge me And I won't judge you And if you love me let it be beautiful 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 Everything I say right now It's gonna be used in another fight I've been through this so many times Can we change the subject? You're gonna start asking me questions like was she attractive? Was she an actress? Baby, the fact is You're hearing rumors about me And saw some pictures online Saying they got you so in Making you wish you were blind Before we start talking crazy Saying some things we'll regret Can we just slow it down and press you Everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Series. It's 11, 11 p.m. We're broadcasting live out of Long Beach, California. This is KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Much after me today, 
I hit the 4,000 mark. So to my brother out there, Bishop, you said 5,000. We rolling real, real sweet like that. So thank you guys out there for listening. And I'm going to send this little shout out there because I do see you out there, girl. So here you go. This is what you did to me.
everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. And it is now 11.16 in the p.m. Broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. Uh, The show tonight is about escaping mental illness. How and what it is about mental illness is going to give you a little bit of awareness. Mostly everybody that knows me know that I feel like this. This is my motto. Awareness is key. Being that, see... In life, we don't. there's a lot of things we have to learn. We have to learn as we go. As we come into the world, we don't know anything. As we grow up to be into our young teens and, and you know, well, from adolescence into young teens and into adulthood, we go through different stages. These different stages all are a part of building and growing. And our foundation is what really, really matters. So it's, it's kind of like if you get a bad start at first, it's kind of starting off kind of bad. And then if it's bad, then, then more than likely if no one ever tells you or guides you the right way, well, you won't know. So with that, I've come a long way. And this next cut I'm about to play, <laughs> I'm going to touch a few people too as well. Shout out to the bishop because I know he's not going to be out here tonight, but maybe he will get the chance to come out. Uh, we're going to be working on that second show, that second show about what it, what we as women should know. And that's the episode that has blowed up, uh, what we, we as women should know. So I know you girls out there, you guys are trying to get hip about what's going on, you know. I, I, call, I, I ask for all the guys out there to keep it real, call in. You can be anonymous. You know how I am. I'll text me. Hey, I'll say what, whatever it is you want me to say. I want to give your name. You know, confidentiality is key, too, as well. So this is my cut. This is kind of like it kind of freed me. It freed me from all the bind, uh, all the ties that bind binded me back in the day when, you know, when I embarked on uh, mental illness and all the homeless thing and, you know, when it when it. When it hit my life, my daughter just called me, and a shout out there to that family that's out there. I will be as soon as I log off today, tonight, uh, which will be around one o'clock, one, one, two o'clock. I'm gonna go out there. My daughter just called me. I tell you how my children are. They're they're amazing when it comes to helping people, and her especially. My daughter, she's really a she's she's sweet, but she's real firm and solid. And you know, she she never really went for a lot of you know pitiful, sorrowful, uh, weak things. And, she just taught me a call three minutes before I logged on tonight. Let me know that mommy is the family out here, and uh, they're out here on PCH, and they they don't have no place to go, and it's a baby. So I will be out there. So much love. Let's let's uh, just think about people out there. That's one family. That's one family. I'm gonna go out there and try to help once I log off tonight, and yeah, I'm done with the show. I, I wish she would have called me a little bit earlier. Then I would have probably had to cancel the show tonight because. Uh, you know, having a baby out there on the streets is really not really that doesn't feel real good to me. So let's get into this show. Let's do the show. What brought me out of it? When I heard this song, I was like, "Wow, that's just the way I feel." You know what? You can do anything. There ain't nothing that you can't do. I mean, you can go through a hard time. You can beat mental illness. Cause hey, I've I've beat it. Not that not to say that it doesn't try to come back and creep on me, but I beat it, and I'm still I'm still fighting and struggling to hold on to what I have. That is true, and I'm trying to share it with all of you. So there it is. So thank you guys for showing up. Here's Rihanna and Fly with Nicki Minaj. I came to win, to fight, to conquer, to thrive. I came to win, to fight, to prosper, to rise. Wait. 
but I chase strangers away. They got their guns out aiming at me, but I become Neo when they aiming at me. Me, me, me against them, me against enemies, me against friends. Somehow they both seem to become one. A sea full of sharks and they all smell blood. They start coming and I start rising. Must be surprising, I'm just surmising. I win, thrive, soar, higher, 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 more, higher. Tonight, and um, 
just to let you guys know, uh, uh, when it comes to mental illness, uh, it is a very thing. That, it's a very uh, touchy subject for me, and it's really close to my heart. And and uh, pretty much I was saved from it. I wouldn't be here today had not been for the man Cherokee Morrison who got me out here and he showed me what it was to be, you know, a, a good human service person. And uh, what he taught me, he taught me to be a better person, to be a better human being, and you know, to look at the things that I I do and not to judge anybody for any reason because you never know where people have been and where they have walked. And uh, just just know, um, my situation prior to this, I thought that people who had uh, talked about the couple of people you guys know, panic attacks, I thought it was just a way to get out of work. And then I know a lot of you guys look at the people out there on the streets that you see homeless and, you know, they're asking for some change or whatever. And you probably say, oh, these people out here working. Not Let's keep in mind, not everybody out there is on the take. That everybody out there is out there hustling. Some people are out there because they have to be, because they don't have any family. And when I was out there, you know, I my first my first wasn't to turn to my family. My first was to make it happen for myself, and that's what I did. You know, I came out here. A friend of mine got me out here, and I I started working with the village, and I started you know outreaching. I started meeting these people out here. These people out here, they have much more pride and respect for the for for people that do for them than anybody I've ever met. They know how to say thank you, and they know how to say no thank you, too. And that's one thing that is very much so needed in this world today is no thank you. They won't take any more than what they're offered. They won't they won't expect any more than what they feel that they deserve. And with that, you know, that takes a lot of courage. And I remember when I had my pride, my foolish pride, and, and you know, foolish pride did keep me, you know, kind of stifled for a while because I, I didn't want to ask anybody, and I didn't want to go to my family because I didn't want to explain. I didn't have to explain it to attorneys and explaining to, you know, uh, mental health people who really didn't give me any help. And when I got out here to Long Beach and I sat, I sat at, the, at, at the village and I was downstairs in that basement and, you know, I met, uh, I, I actually my first person that did my intake, he's no longer there, come to find out. But the deal was eventually I ended up meeting, you know, Cherokee who, you know, he took me out there on, on the street. I mean, I, my friend Stephanie, shout out there to her. I hope she's doing fine tonight. I know she was going through some struggles and some battles. But then this is one thing that I say. Nothing gets done if we don't put a little bit of action into it. Says you have to really want. And my job out here to do is to bring hope. Hope, be it in a little bag with a sandwich, a cookie, a chip, and a, and a fruit. If that's, what I, if that's all I got, that's what I give. If all I have is a dollar, that's what I give. You know, I, I got to the point to where now I don't really even, when people ask me for anything, I don't really even think twice about it. If I got it, I give it simply because, you know what, I don't care what you do with whatever I give you. When I pass it to you, it's for you. To, it's for you. It's not for me. So let's let's get up off that high horse and thinking that, oh, well, well what are you, are you really hungry? Let me buy you something. You know what, if you do, if you got to go through all that to give somebody a little bit of change, then you know what, keep your change because, you know what, I think that's kind of a, a – biggest kind of way to, to look at people. So in my, I feel myself as before that I, I was not even connected to what a human being was. So with that, you know, I, I was very judgmental, and I, I frowned down on, on folks that I, I didn't really know their background. So what I must say is God gave me a lesson. This is a shout-out here to you. I'm playing this for uh, my, my what am I, to say he's a fan, but I'm kind of sort of on the, on the, on the tip, he's blood, but he's he not blood, but he's blood in a sense, so, you know, we work, we work side by side uh, many a days, and I do appreciate that as much, 
you know, on the on a personal tip, then you know, I got I, I got much love for him. But the deal is, he loves this cut, so I'm gonna go ahead and play this. It is now. Let's see. It's now 11:28 in the p.m. This is for you. This is for you, my native Native American brother. Here you go. You got it.
Hello, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 11.33 in the p.m. It is October 19th, 2012. Slowly approaching November, you guys. Before you know it, we're going to be right there in November. And uh, looking for Christmas. So let's hope and pray that we have a beautiful, a beautiful uh, year this year. Election is, what, less than three weeks away. Shout out there to uh, Mr. Neal, Stephen Neal. Council member Neil, I'm looking forward to getting with you, and we're going to get together. We're going to make some differences in the community. That's what I'm looking forward to. And most of you guys who know what I'm all about, you know, I'm about unity and trying to get us together and for us to uh, shore up and get, gather up, get all the knowledge that you guys have out there, build, bring your resources with our resources so we can make a difference. That's one thing I like to like to say. Um you guys know I did download some new music, and this one I like to share with you guys too as well. This is out here since Bishop's not out here, anyways. This is out there to all you uh, pastors and all you people are preaching a good one, talking about what you know, what you do, what you don't do, how we should do. You know, kind of like hypocritical. So I'm gonna send a shout out there to you. This is Ludacris with uh, the dethroned Eddie Long. So freedom of preach. Check it out. Can the church say Amen? amen. We're going to do another offering right now. We're going to do another one in 15 minutes. And we're going to do one more right after that. Yes. Women, you're looking so very beautiful in here today. Some of you with the same thing going from the club last night. The Lord give up and the Lord take up away. Oh, Lord Jesus, I wish you take up away. Sister Mary's wig. Oh, you disrespecting the house of God with that thing. It don't even look real. Oh, it's testimony time. Oh, who is that? Young Chris Bridges. Boy, I'm glad you finally grew into the meal. Go on and testify. Lord, please forgive me for the mistakes I've made. And thanks for keeping my mama safe when she wrecked my Escalade. See, I could replace a Cadillac, but I can't replace my mama. I'm sorry for the hip-hop beats. We sorry for the drama. But you got to understand, us rappers ain't never had nothing. And one's loss is another's gain, so we got to grab something. Lord, got so many questions I need to answer to. And sorry for the things I put my baby's mama to. I feel that women are really the strongest human beings, but why do you make them so emotional? And other minor things, I guess it's your way of saying we gotta love them and gotta praise them, cause without them we'd be nothing. Plus our kids, they gotta raise them while we out and about and seeing what life has to offer. But if you offer a new life, then what we need is better fathers. Either I'm smarter cause of my daughter or I'm just too dense. I'm 28 years old, it just now started. It making sense and I've been searching so long I was lost in the clouds I'm trying to stay strong and make you proud It took me some time but now I see that he resides in me Lord Give me for any time a fan said I was being rude. I'm only human, I'm not always in the best of moods. But thanks for giving the gift of rap to write my feelings down. And sorry for cursing sometimes, but feelings make me shout them out. Forgive the people that want to blame everything on rap music. If they didn't live it, they can't relate or even adapt to it. Forgive those who don't think I'm great and want to see me go. Forgive Oprah for editing most of my comments off a show. Don't get me wrong, I know some people got an image to hold. But those who criticize the youth might just be getting too old. We still traveling through life. 
finding what's right or wrong. I know some folks may not agree or even like this song, but I'm just speaking my truth, cause I heard it sets you free. And my conversations with God, even though he speaks through me, I'm smarter cause of my daughter, and I'm not too dense. I'm 28 years old, it just now started making sense, and I've been searching so long, I've been searching so long. I admit that I've been lost in the clouds. I'm just trying to stay strong, baby. You know I'm gonna make you proud. I know life is full of contradictions. I'm trying to become a better man. Praying for redemption each and every day. Hallelujah. That's the choir sings. Came with some words of encouragement. Mr. Eddie Long. What you just heard is real life. It's real life for you. It's real life for many. It's about where you've been. Yet at the same time, you, hey, you find yourself in the midst of conflict and turmoil. Yes, I'm talking to you. In the midst of conflict and turmoil. Because you realize, hey, it's time to change right now. And in the middle of that, I want to say this. The Bible says that when I was a child... I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I fought as a child. Hey, but when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Did you not know that your environment has shaped you? Where you were born, in the projects, in the ghettos, in the upper downtown, wherever it was, the people around you, the things around you, caused you to do strange things because you were seeking to learn, but what you learned was on the streets and not in the book. God called you a prophet. When you open up your mouth, everything of God comes out, and it commands attention. It commands change. I'm talking about the power that's inside of you. And in the midst, when you're starting to understand that I caught the wrong message, and now it's time, I'm hearing from God. What amazing experience as you hear from God. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Somebody needs to hear that. And behold, everything becomes new. And when everything becomes new in you, it's time to stop the killing. I said it's time to stop the stealing. It's time to stop disrespecting our women. It's time for us to come home and raise our children. It's time for us to really mold our communities. It's time for us not to get hooked up in religion, but to get hooked up in relationships with God. And the amazing thing about it is wherever you find yourself right now, you can confess and you can tell God, I'm sorry. I had the wrong cue. I was doing the wrong thing. I was going after things that I thought were right, but it wasn't right. And now that I'm getting it right, I'm asking you to forgive me. And I may have done the things that they said I did, but I'm not who they say I am. I am who you made me to be. And I'm changing in that. And it takes a moments, but every time I fall down, I'll get right back up, and every time I make a wrong turn, I'll get myself back in line, because I recognize I have been called for such a time as this, you can't resist the change, and you're not condemned by your yesterday, if you can grab hold of your now, and move 
in your destiny. Move, change, and be now. It is 11.41 in the p.m. I heard you. I heard you. Uh, we're broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is Gina's Groove Theory, your KXRW, Internet Radio Community community Connection, Internet Radio Station, broadcasting here in Long Beach. Sitting out here is a great night. Tonight we're going to be talking about mental illness a little bit in in and out. Uh, you guys out there, I do see you. I'm going to touch you as soon as I come back. I'm going to go ahead and finish. Shout out here. Play this cut. Get you guys in the right mood. And you guys who are out there who know me, who roll with me, you guys know how I feel about being spiritually connected. Uh, shout out there to my baby, my sweetie, my baby, sweetie face. Much love to you, girl. I know you got a good heart, girl. I, I must love you. you. You're out there still working and doing another whole totally different job. I'm so proud of you. I will be out there as soon as I log off. So this little cut right here, this got me through a lot. It got me through a lot of a. Uh, Hard times, because, you know, you got to think about it. You know, when you lose all hope and you're a little bit, you know, you feel a little discouraged. You don't feel like nobody's really on your side and they're not really listening to you. They're not really supporting you or, or what you think, you know, because when it comes to mental illness, you know, the mind plays all kinds of games. I was talking to a friend of mine a little bit earlier. Some of us, you know, when I first uh, when I first heard of a panic attack, you know, it was, it was because of my two family members. And, you know, I, I just I just drew up this little... This, this resentment, like, you know, you just say you need a job. You need to get your shit. You need to stop laying up and, you know, your leg, open your legs for cat, you know, for car, you know, brakes and repair. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, get up off your back is what I felt. But then, you know, I ended up having to have to be wrong. And I did go back and I touched the, the, my two family members and I let them know that I was sorry because, see, when I was diagnosed with panic, and actually it's pan, panic dysfunction disorder. And I was diagnosed with it, which leads to panic attacks. Hello. You know, when I I was upset, the first initial thing was I was pissed. I was like, wow, what? So I got to take a pill to get up. I got to take a pill to go to sleep. I got to take, I was like, no, you know, so I fought it. I'm going to be real. I fought it for years, you know, because I'm in this battle with this employer who's a, you know, billion dollar company, you know, and it's, I mean, they got a hundred attorneys to, to, to fight, you know, so I knew I was in for it, but the deal was, it's like, wow, you know, I, I could, I thought I had enough resources. I thought I had enough money. I thought I had enough IRA. I thought I had, had enough 401k. You know, I would have never thought. But, the, you know, when you get into these employment situations, and, and let me not, not put this out there. If you're in a job, you know, because I'm dealing with some, I'm dealing with uh, people, my, my vet out there, you know, I'm a vet in the cut, you know, uh, that are dealing with employer issues. You know, you're dealing with uh, these jobs who are trying to push you out either because you're too you're too old in their eyes, or these employers who, if you dis- if you tell on, you know, that you're being harassed. This, this was my thing. You know, I was being harassed on the job and intimidated, and my work environment was unsafe. And you know, little did I know that after what well, three and a half months of it, that I would kind of like slip. You know, and I slipped. I got I got overprotective of myself. I was already a perfectionist, and being a perfectionist is a way that, look, no one of us is perfect. There's nobody 
in this world that's perfect. The only person who's perfect is man upstairs. And that's if you believe him or if you don't. He's the only one perfect. So, you know, we can't kind of tread on that. And I, I kind of did. And, you know, then I got that. I got stricken with that eyeism, you know, as kids tell me. I got stricken with that eyeism. And then I, it was a wash. <laughs> it, was, it was a wash. That eyeism, that perfectionism, and then, you know, the intimidation on the job. And then me finding out that really the color of my skin, my brains did not weigh the color of my skin. That was a blow up, you guys. It was a blow up because it's like, you know, all I was raised to believe was, long as you got brains, you know, I mean, coming from a private school educated family of women, you know, it's like if you got brains, you got, you, ain't nobody can touch you. you you're untouchable. You know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like the Matrix. You know, I can do some kicks in, in the air. I'm, can't touch me. You know, and I, that's what I felt. You know, I, I heard all the civil rights things and I heard all the, what the, everybody suffered from back in the day. I heard it and, you know, I, I, my, I mean, Catholic school, you know, they really didn't say too much about what was going on with Martin Luther King. You just knew that he did this, and you didn't know to the extent of what he did. So, you know, I mean, I was brought up to believe that, you know, hey, uh, anything free is not worth nothing. I mean, they didn't believe in welfare and all that. That was a blow-up. I mean, they paid for your education to make sure your ass had one so that you didn't grow up and didn't know nothing. So, And and that's what I shared to my kids, and too. You know, you got to take a look at, well, you know, our kids... Your, our children, you guys' children, the youngsters growing up is what our future is all about. So, I mean, and with a lot of our kids over there fighting this war, we have to think about this. You know, we got, you guys haven't seen, you know, who's really coming home. We're not talking about the ones coming home who can still dance and, you know, sing. And, you know, you know what Dr. Amos feels about that dancing and singing, especially when it comes to the color of your skin, you know. But, you know, I'm talking about the ones who, you know, are over there who are missing things and who are, Alive, but still not alive. When they come home, who's going to be there to greet them? What you know, who's going to be at the port to say, "Come on in," or who's going to be at the airport to be like, you know, we have an issue with what uh, at the time Governor uh, Terminator Arnold, pardon me, that's the Terminator, but Governor, uh, the ex-governor, uh, former, let's say, because he he didn't get kicked out, which you know, hey, I have no nothing on that, but. He put a, a bill in, in, in effect that is going to make it really hard. You see, I knew this, you know, and, and the reason why I know this is because I was doing my employer in my employer battle, and this law came into play at the end of my case. So, no joke. It's the SB 83 or SB 33, uh, and this law is that uh, you have to prove, now, other than physically being uh, disabled, if you're mentally disabled, you have to prove it. So I knew early on that, well, hell, if this law, I mean, I was working for a call center. I was a supervisor. Yes, I was harassed from the job and so forth, but I didn't see no grenades going off, and I didn't, you know, my homie next to me wasn't dead out there. And, you know, I, I, I could only imagine, you know, when I sit and I talk to my mentor, Cherokee, and, you know, and I, I, my, my friend Al, you know, he, he I don't talk too much, but, I mean, I I've seen it. I seen him going to a, a what do you call a flashback? You know, forty five hour flashback. You know, it's like only you can only know what it takes to to be involved in a war and to watch, you know, the uh, the or have to uh, kill someone. You know, only you know. Much love to out there to all of our military people serving this country because you know it. It gotta be a lot. It gotta take a lot. I can only I can't even put myself in the place that I, I can't even you know I'm I'm empathetic to everything and I you know, empathetic 
listen, empathy means to be able to put your foot. And this is this is just the outright. You you're looking at the you guys can Google it, whatever, but empathy really is about putting your feet in someone else's shoes. And I can't do that when it comes when I think about Vietnam and I think about the war that we have in now, when I think about all the I could not even I can't. That's the one thing I cannot do. And I can put my foot in anybody else's shoes but I just cannot know how I can't even imagine what they go through. So when we get these kids that are coming home after serving this country and that law hits them and they're going to have to prove, how do you prove, let me tell you about mental illness. Yeah, mental illness is nothing that you can see. Now, you might can see the things that will lead up to it, but you can't see it. And you can't really see it coming unless you pay close attention. You know, I've learned it because I had to study myself. This is not for me and someone else, me, me analyzing someone else. Most of you guys know, shout out to the Long Beach City. I missed y'all. I miss y'all, but I done been stabbed, cut up, dog, and I done been in the cut. You know, and I shout out to Black Diamond outside, sitting outside looking real pretty. Bottom line is I I, 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 I'm, I have looked at it from just my point of view, from the day one. I've had enough time to analyze everything that I went through to, that got me to where I am today. Because with everything, there's a change and there's a shifting. Yeah, you know, I was in a Pastor Wayne Cheney's church. But shout out to Antioch. Shout out there to Renee Quarles too at Chase Africa. You know, I told you about the girls, the little girls' suicide, uh, the play that's going to be there. I'll go ahead and give you some more information on that. You can get the tickets. You guys who are in Long Beach can get the tickets from Renee at Chase Africa for ten dollars a piece. But I will be there at two o'clock and seven o'clock showing. You got to support your people. And I looked at it from the standpoint of everything I went through because see. When I was first diagnosed, I, I first instance denial. Keeping a person that didn't even believe. So you know what I say. At work, when it was time for me to get gather my things, and this uh this this coworker would come in, and the things that I would get were my hands would be all sweaty and I get to you know shaking. All of that were panic attacks, and I was experiencing them. I had been experiencing them because I felt. Because I was so money-driven, you know, I just couldn't leave the job. You know, I lost my mom, my, my great-aunt. So I really didn't have anybody who was, you know, who I knew that was about anything who would support me. So, you know, uh, and then I had a husband, ex, well, he's an ex now, but he was just, he was a blow-up. And the case is, you know, much shout-out there to him, too, Hilton. <laughs> much shout-out to you, still blow-up, though, but God bless you. Um, I, I didn't have that to fall on. So, you know being diagnosed and told that you have this thing that you never believed in, it was it was just like, no, uh-uh. You know, it couldn't, it couldn't happen. You know, for one, I was just too sharp. I was too sharp for my game. And, and then, you know, I started trying to take the medication just to see if, you know, because in, in and out of denial, because at first I just flat out was like, I don't need this. And I'm like looking at the attorneys because I got two, one workers' comp and one civil. And I'm like, you know, I don't need this. You know, I'm going to psychiatrists, and, you know, I know I got some issues, but you know, I don't need no pills to solve them. You know, I'm like, I can shake this shit off. <laughs> well, you know, eventually I had to learn that. No, it's just, in some cases it's not shook off. And it's not nothing wrong with being mentally ill. It, what it is is a, it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. And it took someone to tell me, to break it down to me for me to t- really start trying to take the medication. You know, uh, we have all kinds of chemicals in the brain. There, You have to look at the body as it's a uh, chromosome. You have the X and the Y, you know, men and women, the, the, the chromosomes. Just look at it. You have millions of X's and Y's. One body makes millions of X and Y's. 
So in the brain, in your head, they say the brain has each little component in it is like a dot big. So I mean a dot. So you got all those dots that match it. You know, and then one of them just has this little glitch. Or one of them is not getting enough. You know, or it, 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 it something in your body doesn't produce enough in it. Or you use drugs and the drugs take the place of what it mimics the chemical in, that's in the brain. It, it mimics it. That's why you get a lot of cutting up going on. I mean, you have to really, I had to really break it down and look at it really from point one to today. And and then after I learned about it, when it was brought to me, and then I, so I always research something. Someone tells me something. You know, even back in the day when I was all that and a bag of chips, I still, you know, would take in what you say. You know, not that I necessarily follow it. But the case is when, when you have to be able to, to distinguish between what is good information and what is, if it's not working for you, this, this is what I've learned. If it's not working for me, then I need to try something else. So... I tried medication, and of course, you know, with mental illness, you got to know the first medication you get, that's just the trial medication. It's a number of medications that you're going to have to try because, see, everything does it. Every drug that you take as far as psych, psych, psych meds are not going to work with the chemicals in the brain. There it goes. So that means you might have to take you about two or three different kinds. So if the first one you feel odd, you know, I mean, it, it's a stage. That's why I say, you know, to pharmaceuticals being one of the number one uh, uh, money makers out here, uh, you know, yeah, I see why you're making a lot of money because you're selling a lot of bullshit. The bottom line is this. Some of these chemicals aren't even being, you know, FDA re- recommended. You know, they're putting out more pills than they're putting out anything. You know, well, they take a pill for they are making money, people. You know, just like just like the guns. You know, you got the NRA, same thing. Both dip, dip, Democratic and Republicans both support it. It's a major thing on both sides. So, you know, if a person can, let, let me tell you about discernment. Now, say if here I am, and I got two people, two friends, some friends, even though I got that, not that many, two friends, and this friend right here, I... Okay, say I'm the I'm NRA, and I got these two friends, but they don't get along. They're not even on the same side. They're different. But I got these two friends. See, I find it really hard to believe that one one entity can be involved with two opposing sides. That that makes it a it's like a menage a trois, menage a trois on the what political level. I can't you can't be in bed with it. I mean, either you like something or you don't. And if they're to the left and they're to the right, then I don't know how we can come together and have me in here, too, as well. So I find that hypocritical, you know, because you can't be, you can't be, you can't have, and especially when it comes to guns. When it comes to that, weapons and so forth, I mean, that is, a, that's just like prostitution. That That's as low as. Hi everybody! Hi, hi everybody! I'm back. Hold on, we had a little technical difficulty, but I'm back in an effect. I got gotcha. you. Hold on, I'm gonna go ahead and play. Let's say. 
I'm going to go ahead and play this little clip for you guys. You guys, I know you guys out there can hear me. I know you guys are hanging in there. Right on. Let me go ahead and bump this. This is what I'm saying everybody should have. I mean, not in the case of a man, but just a backup plan, you guys. So back it on up. Back the finances up. Here we go. Halloween, you guys. Not that I celebrate it, but hey, you know, 
Hey, it's with the ghouls and the ghosts come out. So you guys must love and have a good time on that one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and send a shout out. You know what? I guess I can go on and play this one. Uh, this is a shout out to a man who's been in my, my life for quite a while now, just going on 10 years, just barely, barely 10 years, and, and uh, has inspired me to be who I am today, and who always kept me up and kept me motivated as far as, you know, being a better person. I mean, he always showed me what side, you know, what side I should be and where I should go, and so with that, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it for, for him right now. This is a shout out to my mentor as well, and, uh, you know, I know he's, he's listening, and, uh, Supporting just get, just now getting to understand you know how we do this technical thing. See nowadays you know helping we usually be out there on the street. You know he he's more a street person. Well hit the hit the hit the ground running. You know he taught me how to do that too. But you know since I got in it you know introduced to this uh, what you say media kind of thing going on. You know I've been a better person too. I'm able to incorporate what he's learned what he taught me into what I've learned. And so here we go. I'm gonna send a shout out here to him. So Mary, don't you believe? Because he's been going through some troubles and stuff in his life and. You know, I'm here, so that's what matters mostly. You know, don't worry about it. You, you got me, I got you. We, hey, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to do community as well. So, you know, for you people out there who do have a good heart and you guys want to do something real good and positive, you know, get with, get with us, sister, you guys. So here we go. Mary, don't you be. So keep your heads up.
uh, like I was speaking to you guys before, prior to our technical difficulty with, you know, mental illness, there's, there's so many uh, stigmas and things out there. There's Bring Change to Mind. If you guys are looking forward to find out some information about maybe your loved ones or family members close to you maybe suffering from it, or maybe you're noticing that they're doing some kind of uh, odd things, you know, because, you know, basically there were signs that I had. I, I, I thank God that I did uh, speak to someone. It's hard to bring to someone that you have or you're going through these phases or these changes. You know, thank God for uh, Jonathan Crane out there. He's up in Miami. He's my attorney friend, and uh, he was a great friend. And without him, though, I wouldn't have never got thought to even get help. So it's like, I mean, he had to kind of tell me about it. He had to mention to me that, uh, you know, that because it was my children. It was my children that alerted me that I was, uh, you know, going through some, some issues I didn't know. You know, it was just the attitude that I had. That job, you know, that guy had me so on, on edge and on my tippy toes that, you know, when I go to pick the kids up from school, you know, I was I was aggressive. You know, I was already a perfectionist, but I thought was perfection. You know, no one's perfect. I learned that now. Don't have that I-ism thing anymore either. But, um, you know, I mean, I, you know, going to these rages, you know, and my kids had to have AIDS. And, you know, I, you know, I mean, I, I pretty much, it was just one day I looked back at them and I tell you, this is one thing. I may have been a mom that was out there working all the time and I was making it happen. But when I looked at it, it was just this one day I just looked at them that this day, the day that I made the decision to tell somebody. So I looked at them and they got in the car and they were like, Mom, how was your day at work? <laughs> you know, and it was just like, wow. And I looked back at them and I said, wow. That's what it was, I and mean, it's just a look in their faces. So we have to consider that even though those are they're, they're little people, we are the adults. We have to protect them. And then when, we, when we're down or when we're not doing well, then they're not going to be doing well either. And so it's all kinds of signs where you can look into your family members or your wife or your husband's face or whatever, or your, your sister, your brother, your neighbor. You know, they might be not looking too happy. You know, you see them frowning, you see them looking down. Sometimes people don't really want to express the fact that they're hurting or that they're in pain. So with that, or that they even going through any changes because, like I said, denial is the first thing. You're always going to deny, you know, and we're not talking about the one in Egypt. So the deal is, you know, of course you're not going to want to accept anything less than who you are. And you have to admit that to all these people. So you know, that was a traumatic thing. So let's try to be more conscious. And, and like I said, let's fight for those kids coming home from this war because, you know what, they got a battle ahead of them. That's what we were talking about prior to me, my interruption. You know, they're going to come home and they're going to be – they're going to be totally, you know, they're going to be in need of someone to embrace them. They're going to, we don't want them coming home like the guys from Vietnam came home and hot. A lot of, a lot of the homeless out here now are Vietnam vets, you guys. I mean, and, and the majority of the homeless, well, now it's kind of growing in numbers because you got women and children. You know, when I was, when I was, when it happened to me, it wasn't that many. Nowadays, it's more than that. You know, like I, I spoke to you guys at the beginning of the show, my daughter called me and told me, and I, and I gotta get off this. When I get off this show, I'm gonna go out there and I gotta find this family. The bottom line is this, you know, we have to help our, we have to take care of our people. We gotta take care of our people. You can go home and you can close your door, you can go to bed, you can think like, oh well, you've done your justice if you gave somebody a quarter today. Bottom line is, we need this is something that needs, you know, in numbers we're great. When we go out and we vote, we're about to vote in just under what three weeks. We go out here to vote. You know, you're going to be voting for who you want, and you want to make a difference, and you want to make changes. Well, start now. Start now. This is not just in California. This is as far as I go. I'm worldwide, you guys, to the bottom line. It's like my show growing out there, you know, is worldwide. This is a worldwide effort to be doing a human, you know, a human, human being thing. If you 
can care about a dog, or if you can care about your bird, or you can care about if you can care about not killing the bugs outside. Bottom line is, how could you walk over someone who doesn't have no place to go, or someone who is apparently in need of something? Everybody out there got game. You know, there's some people out there. The majority of people out there who are really suffering, they, you don't even see them. You don't see them because they don't want you to. They don't want to be a burden. You know, the people that you do see out there, you know what I'm saying, you, even yet that. You know what? You never know when life might touch you. And life touch you. I had a lot of uh, people who judged me for doing community, coming out here working with the community. When I, I've been outreaching off and on, you know, volunteering for almost 10 years. And you know what? Over the years, I gained knowledge, and I gained who I am. I started, I mean, well, I was already doing college prior to this, to be a psychologist. The case was, you know, God leads you in a certain direction, and a certain path. He takes you there. You know, and you guys know I'm not religious and all that. You know, I can't even tell you the last time I've been in a church. The bottom line is this, but this is what I do know. He has led me to where I am today. You know, hey, I ain't got a Bible beat about it, and I ain't trying to you know, serve y'all no Kool-Aid. And like that, but I'm just being real about it. You know, I had to learn these things. Those children told me about that. I it is because you know a lot of us we walk around here we think we're all that. You know that's why the things that I've been blessed with that I use them to to bring more blessings to someone else. It's not all about me. You know, it's not all about me. But to the ones who feel like I ain't got to get up nothing, well I look at it like this. That's fine with me. I ain't mad at you because I've been on that side. You know, I mean, I I can't say back in the day when I I wasn't when I was doing well that I didn't help somebody or that, but I was damn judgmental. You know, I mean, I remember thinking like, oh, what did they do wrong? <laughs> you know, and uh, that shouldn't have been that should not be the first thought that any human being has is always the first initial thought is always mostly negative. So when you see something, you counter something. This is what I learned in school, you guys. This is you know I'm telling you, this is uh, social work right here. The first initial thought that you have is negative. And then you have there's ten major, major steps that, you know, show you basically how you deal with what you've done in your life. You know, I mean, when, when I spoke on the last show, which was what, night before last? We signed to do a show last night. Night before last, it was about, you know, from from financial sp- prosperity to spiritual prosperity. It's a hell of a jump from there to there. But you see today, <clears throat> back then, Oh, I, 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 wanted, I wanted everything that I pretty much got today. Back then. That means a good man in my life, a Mercedes, and my home. So, I look at it like, okay, well, see, today, I'm not as financially driven and motivated. It's not all about the money. I don't want anything. I don't want for anything. I don't ask for anything. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to be out there. So what I do with what I got, what little I got, because I got little, y'all. You know, I, I'm struggling too in the sense of, but spiritually, I'm rich. I'm a billionaire, because see, I don't worry about what money's here, there, that payments, and you know, what I'm saying it seems to work out all, for, all right for me. So you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just offering it to you guys to just let you know. Let's do a time check in. See what time it is, and I'm grabbing some water and check in. It is now, let's say, it's 1221 a.m., and it's October 20th, 2012. Here broadcasting live here with Gina's Groove Theory, Sir KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. And let's say, let's see what good I got out here for you guys. Uh, 
Let's see. I'm going to hit you guys with something. Something nice. Oh, we won't do a double up. Will we? Go do it back to back. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's take it there. Right? No. You know what? We're going to get a little thug. So let, let's, let's do some thug. Let's get thuggish with it. So I'm going to play something that, and you guys know who my favorite girl is, so see what we got on that on that tip. Oh, we go bring that. All right. It is now 1222 a.m., October 20th, 2012. You're broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is Gina from The Theory. Because here you go. For all you people out there that talk that old bullshit, talk about what you want to do, what you could do, this is not, this is totally off of on the mental illness. So y'all talking all that good talk. Saying all what you could do, what you will do, and not doing nothing. Here you go. This is actually Rihanna with JC. Talk that talk.
Hey everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12:26 in the a.m. Slowly approaching what? Yeah, like almost, almost, almost an hour and a half left of the show. So we're gonna be broadcasting still here live. Thank you guys for coming back. Thank you guys for all the support. Shout out there to Long Beach City College uh, students and professors as well. Gonna be touching with you guys. Trying to make the best out of this weekend. Uh, these uh, two two days off. I'm, I'm gonna kick back. I'm gonna chill back. I'm gonna make some. You know, make the make this radio show. You know, make it make it hot. Make it you know make it rock this weekend. We're gonna come up with some good topics and uh, possibly have a uh, have some of my more yeah exciting guests out there that come out here and uh, represent. Uh, you know, of course the bishop out there. You know, much love to him because he has been really he's been just ass kicking. I gotta say, I love him. You know, um, it's it's. It's his way of uh, sharing in things with me, too, and uh, I really appreciate it, though, in the sense of, I guess, some people, there are certain people in your lives for certain reasons, and uh, with that, I know that he's very proud of me, and I know a lot of you guys are really proud of me, and as I checked, uh, well, that third show, which is uh, what we as women should know, is blowed up to, like, almost 4,100, well, I checked one second, it was 3,000, it was like, wow, so it's still blowing up, and that, that episode is actually September 8th. Episode and uh, you know I've done just a little bit over a hundred shows since I've been on air and that is really wild. I think God is uh, smiling on me and I guess He's looking out for me and uh, I feel really positive tonight. After all, you guys know I've been through this past month and two weeks, uh, you know, uh, with uh, the uh, incident, you know, in which I got hurt and uh, you know still dealing with the fact that. You know, I haven't found out if I'm going to be able to, you know, have use, use of my hand, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm praying, though, because, you know, it was every day that goes by, you know, a little bit less goes away. So with that, I can say I'm very hopeful. And, uh, you know, I'm still out here busting my butt. So, you know, I got to bring this community. We got to get this community thing together. We got to get this nonprofit together. And much shout out to the J. I did. Oh, you know what? I didn't touch him. So I guess doing our little break right here, I'll see if I can touch him, see if we can get him to come on out here and speak a little bit and, uh, we're, we're really working furiously to try to come up with something, you guys. Like my brother, the bishop says, you guys, you tell 25 of your friends, tell them, tell them to tell 25 of their friends. We got to make something happen. Um, a lot of people want to know what, well, how can we end homelessness? How can we end, you know, seeing people in the struggle? You know, people out there that want to do something about it, you want to make it, end, you want it to end, you really want it to end. You know, we'll get on my team, get on my team. You know, tell your people to get on my team because I'm here for a reason and. uh you know, I haven't escaped death as many times as I have. It makes three. <laughs> you know, and I'm not just a cat, you know. Kinda you know, kinda mm, slinky but not cattish. But we'll say, you know, I'm here for a reason, you guys. You know, and that's to bring uh, some positivity. I think uh I'm not baby Jesus, but I think, you know, I got a purpose and my purpose is to make sure that everybody, you know, in this world as much as I can is you know, be all right and have the equal opportunity to live and to uh, exist around each other and not to be defined by any uh, form of what, how much money you make. That is a total, uh, you know, money, like I said prior, money could be the root of all evil. Yes, you need it to survive, but then, you know, never think that the dollar bill is most important because in the end, you know, you can have a whole bunch of money and, uh, you know, be all alone. So with that, you know, and also to shout out there to you uh, folks, you know, who was out there doing the swing thing, you guys, you know what, hey, yeah, it only comes a time when, you know, you ain't what you used to be, and you're going to wish that you could be, but then you're not going to be, and then everything that you wish you could have had will be gone, so 
So with that shout out, I like this new uh, artist. Uh, actually, her name is Emily Sandy. I'm kind of digging her her style, so I'm gonna go ahead and bust this cut. This is called My Love, and uh, pretty hot. So. Oh, not my first love, but my love. So, hold on. I- I'm still with you. I'm just making sure. Because, you know, that Mary, she got her cut as well. So, no, it's my love, my love. Oh, no, first, let me go and bump this and make sure it's the right one. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, no, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and throw this shout out there. This is for my friend out there. Know who you, you know who it is, you know. Know you're listening, know you're out there. So, here's 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 our thug dealing, thug, thug, thug delicious cut. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn Well, that's alright because I like the way it hurts Just gonna stand there and hear me cry Well, that's alright because I love the way you lie I love the way you lie I can't tell you what it really is I can only tell you what it feels like Right now, it's a steel knife in my windpipe. I can't breathe, but I still fight. Well, I can fight as long as the wrong feels right. It's like I'm in flight. High off a law, drunk from my hate. It's like I'm up in pain. I love her the more I suffer. I suffocate right before I'm about to drown. She was such a take me. She fucking hates me. And I love it. Wait, where you going? I'm leaving you. No, you ain't come back. We're running right back. Here we go again. It's so insane. Cause when it's going good, it's going great. I'm Superman with the wind in his back. She's going I don't even know his name. 
Hi, everybody. You're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.36 in the a.m. It's October 20th, 2012, broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is Gina's Groove Theory, and you're talking to Gina, your KXRW Community Connection Internet Radio Station. Now, that shout is out to the Spug Pillar. I hope you got that, all right? Much, much love to you, okay? Um, this right here is for you folks out there who probably don't have a mental disability or you might not have a physical disability. You just kind of got what you call the uh, drops, what my mom would say. This is a shout-out there to you guys because I got to play this because I haven't got down with them. Yeah, I got down with them once, but we got to go ahead and take it there. Don't let this be you, okay? I hope you're not living with your mama and you're 40 something years old. Cut it out now. Get it together, people. Stole my mama's TV and DVD player to get what I need to feel a little better. Married my best friend's wife, so cold. Never thought twice. Maybe not the best thing I've done in my life. I wonder why my life hasn't changed. Twenty years later, still doing the same thing. But if my friends ever needed me, I'd be there for them. As long as it's not money or an ex-girlfriend. One of my boys got me a good, good job. And I needed to borrow some money. Ain't called them at all. It's kind of like I left town. Now I'm with another friend's ex. Told her she can't call. He's my roommate. Would be drama. But really, I'm married. Just turned 47. And now I'm back here with my mama.
Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 12.41 in the a.m. Broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is your uh, KXRW, your community connection internet radio station. You guys are with Gina. You guys know this. So with that, I found the cut that I was looking for. I was about to play Mary, but you know that love thing. Oh, and I can't wait to get the love topics out here because I got some cuts for you guys, all right? Something to make you cry, something to make you blue, something to make you want to just give your man or woman a kiss, that that kind of stuff. So uh, check it out with me. It is now 12.42, and this is a young lady who's new. Her name is Emily Sandy. She kind of cuts it up. And uh, this is a shout-out there to some of you. Uh, I see you logged up, but you know who you are when I mention it. See, this is what I feel. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else tells me what I, what I am or who I am. I know who I am. And see, when you know who you are, and like I said, I don't know, it's maybe the battle that I've been through. Because, you know, you can be, like I said about toxic shame. See, the toxic shame period was all before 2000. And now it's healthy shame. You see, I accept my wrongs. I accept my, my rights as they are. I accept me for the flawed person that I am today. Because, you know what, if I were perfect, then perfect people kind of live in a perfect world. And if your world is not perfect, then that ain't you. Until I realized that wasn't me. So this young lady... She's an awesome young lady. Her name is Emily Sandy, so you got to check her out. This is called My Kind of Love. I can't buy your love. Leave it alone to try. Sometimes the truth won't make you happy. But I'm not going to lie. Don't ever question if my heart beats only for you. It beats only for you.
That's a nice cut, you guys. I had to bust that right there. I've been bumping it kind of really hard. You know, Black Diamond, she's a cut-up, too. I got your uh, text that, yeah, oh, I'm a cut-up. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a shout-out there to, you know, to, to you anyways. You know, I got to spread it, spread it, and give it up. Uh, this right here, we're going to take it back to, uh, we're going to give a little love out. Uh, this is for you lovers out there. Maybe, you know, some of you guys have got home and y'all chilling back, kicking it, and, you know, things are feeling pretty sweet and calm and, you know, I might just bust this one out at the next next karaoke. So let's uh let's get that shout out too, cause you know you know I sing too. So y'all you hang hang on tight. You know I'm gonna be bringing you some works. But it is now 12:47 in the a.m. It's October 20th, 2012. 11 days to Halloween, spook night. So here you go, here you go, you guys. This is a nice little cut. So just go ahead, lay back, chill back, and grab you something to drink and. Make sure you charge up those phones, you guys, because I know you've been on about two hours. We've been winding down to that third hour, so here you guys go. Much love. Make it right 
everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. I hope you like that little cut. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before I get back into my next next uh, topic discussion and we have a little bit of more fun, it's like three minutes to uh, one o'clock. So we're uh, winding down to that uh, second hour, going into that third hour. Um, you're broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is your KXRW, your internet community connection internet radio station. You guys know how I go. So this is a little a cut that I picked up too. It's kind of on the sassy side, but here it goes. Uh, Hadi. It's called Hadi. How do you say it? Let's see. It's called Hot Toddy, actually. We all know, growing up, you know, what a hot toddy is, actually. It's a, it's a a drink that you take when you're uh, you're sick or whatever, you know, go to you know go to sleep and sweat that cold out. This is by Ursha, though. It's real hot, though. You guys check it out. Let me know what you, how you feel. Here it goes. They call me King Cole Copy. 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 I'm like, oh, we don't have it. Nobody gets my holly. We're freaking just in cheating as long as we tell nobody. Can you turn to leave and I'll meet you in the lobby? I'm so cold, yeah, you got hot time.
And it, how the hell did you meet? How the hell are you going to even catch me at the finish line? How are you going to be at the finish line if I'm already gone? See, if I take off and you don't, that means you get left behind. Kind of like the Nike Swish. You know what I mean? Hey, everybody can't, you know, hold your hand. You know, when it comes to friends, we're talking friends. We're not talking about new people that you meet. You know, we're talking about those people that have been around in your lives for years. Those people who really maybe since you had an argument or going through something with them or whatever. We're not talking about them. You know, in the case of we're talking about those ones, you know, those ones who don't only hang around you to bring you grief, you know, stuff like that. Want to see you fail. You know, yeah, it does happen. You know, and in my in my idealistic world, I don't, I hate to have to, you know, think it because I feel like I'm being disrespectful or I feel like I'm, you know, violating, you know, God just by saying it. But, you know, because it's like you shouldn't be thinking that you all that and you're so, you know, with that. But it ain't really a case of being all that. It's just that some people, just the matter of fact, it just comes down that they just be hating. So with that, here's my girl. Got to bring her out here. Jill Scott, hate on me.
everybody. We're back with Jenna's Groove Theory. It is now 1.09 in the a.m. And it is October 20th. I'm just kind of sharing something. It's Friday night. We're kind of chilling, kind of, you know, rolling with the rolling with the flow. So really, basically, if we did have some folks out there that was going, you know, hang on up out there and chill a little bit, then, you know, we have them up out here. But since then, the fact that we just kind of lay back, everybody's kind of relaxing it. You know, I'm busting out my new little cuts. I kind of like that. So it's, it's kind of like a nice Friday night. You know, a shout out there. Uh, I'm going to be out there, sweetie face, and as I log off, I'm down to, let's say, 50 minutes before I go out here and check out these uh, family out here and see what's going on. Hopefully, you know, they're still there. So we'll be doing on that and touching on that. So you guys send up some prayers and some love for, them, for those people out there. Make sure they're all right tonight. And uh, with that, let's see what else I got out here for you guys. Mm. Oh, yeah. It is Friday night, so we're going to cut up with it a little bit. I don't know whether to give my all my best, but let me go ahead and rock this one then. All right. Check it. This is The Dream with Jay-Z under the lease. All right, here you go, you guys. Rocking that shit. Check it. Girl, I'm in love with you, baby, and I want you to know that I'm hooked on your body and I'm trying to be yours. We've it up like a
rock to the left, rock to the right. Lend me your body, I'ma rock it all night. Hey everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. I, I hope you like that little cut right there. Is that a rock that shit like? Actually, that's by The Dream. And he's pretty bumping too. This is a little cut since we was kind of like with the little rocking and everything, you know, a little bit romantical. I just made that up. But anyways, um, since we're a little bit romantical, let's check in with the time and I'm gonna bust this one on you. This is this is this is this is a blast from the past though on this one right here. This is uh my boy came back and he came back kinda hard with this one. I haven't heard the whole album but this one right here I really like it. It it kinda gets you in the mood, you can kinda say. But let's go ahead and do a time check. It is one fifteen in the AM. This is October twentieth, two thousand twelve. Broadcasting live out of Long Beach, this is Gina's Groove Theory. Here you go. This is uh, Mr. Gill, Johnny Gill, that is.
Everybody, you're back with Gina's Groove Theory. It is now 1.20 a.m., slowly approaching, uh, what, let's say uh, Halloween. We're at least 11 days down. Hope you like the cuts I'm playing. You guys uh, at home who are listening who don't want to be uh, recognized, uh, you go ahead and uh, touch me uh, touch me with the uh, text and let me know what you like. You know, if you're liking it, holla. And also, too, you guys out there on Facebook, my friends out there, my Facebook friends. I know you guys are out there listening, and uh, you guys go ahead and touch me on my Facebook. Hey, check out my Gina's Groove Theory Facebook page. Okay, you guys, go check it out. If you like it, go ahead and uh, like it. You know, um, every little bit helps as well, you know, just to let me know where you are and what you're doing. And I'm very grateful, too, today because, you know, I have some people over there in the United Kingdom as well listening. So it's pretty good. You know, uh, today I'm blessed and impressed. Uh, You know, this show was pretty much about mental illness. And uh, it's it's kind of like the myth. We're going to get into what, you know, what people think, actually. I'm going to share with you the original uh, the original writing of what I did write uh, about this. And it's, it's pretty much my testimony. And most of you guys, when I, how I did the show, I kind of set it up that way. Uh, I'm going to share it with you. And it kind of briefly uh, goes over um, some of some of the things that in, in which that I had to learn and I had to experience and had to go through. Uh, 
I kind of, you know, I'm kind of into. Actually, I'm thinking about should I share that with you, or I have another one I might share with you. If I if I get enough time tonight, I'll share it with you guys. Uh, pretty much, it's um, it's my 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 story. Pretty much is how I saw it when I uh, took a trip back to uh, where you know where I had been, you know where I came from, and uh, uh, it was a uh, very eye-opening experience and uh, for me because sometimes uh, uh, you figure uh, when you when you have you have less than what you had before. Let's say uh, you may you may you can maybe you can say you uh, dropped a notch or so in your life and. Uh, Everything is not what you pro- probably thought it would would be, and just like the show I had the other night about toxic shame and you know where it comes from, and uh, it's a cause. It's kind of like the root of addiction and every uh, every dysfunctional thing that uh, you know can happen in a, a unit of family and uh, family friends, uh, just in, in interpersonal relationships. And uh, so with that, uh, you know, I shared that with you, and I'm be bringing more of that with you know to you guys and. You know, trying to get some of my teachers in since I haven't been in school this, this whole basically this whole semester so far. You know, you guys know with uh, what happened, and uh, so you know, I'm still recovering as well. So uh, recovery is kind of, you know, it's it's moving along, it's moving along. You know, pretty good. You know, I can't complain. Uh, actually, uh, when I did this, I had uh, I've been doing quite a bit of writing, and I had starting out. Started in my second second book, which I'm not even finished with the first, but you know how we are, these authors and writers. Um, I started on the second one because you know I started doing more research and going back and pulling some of the things that I've learned in school. You know, it's it's like I tell anybody uh, working in in you know amongst people. So it's kind of not like you know working for a telephone company. It's more uh, you know how you say, well, I communicate with people, and it's more on a it's, it's a deeper level than that. You're dealing with people, and you're you're basically Dealing with people hands on, it's not it's not helping them with a, with a, something or a bill or it, it's it's not just customer service. It's it's a uh, it's you have to they have to feel you and you have to feel them pretty much and uh, you have to experience it. When I tell people and they say, well, what is it that you do? And I, you know, like I tell you guys, I took a lot of flack for doing it too because a lot of people looked at me and said, you know, you're not getting paid to do that and you know, like I. You guys do know my Facebook and so forth. It's a guy dollar seven bucks. That's how I make it. That's how I pretty much make it. I, I, I trust in what I can't see. I trust in half. I trust in half of what I see, and all of what I don't see. And with that, that means that I have more faith than I had maybe years ago. And faith is, you know, really hard to come by. And then when I got out here to Long Beach and I started working. Um, at, with Cherokee at the Village, and that is where I learned about hope. You know, because I never, I never had to hope for anything. See, when you never had to hope, and you've always had, you, you tend to think like, you know, I don't even think I knew really about faith. I think my faith, I thought, was with inside me. And that means that, you know, I thought I was, you know, let's say, idealistic. And idealistic is not really a good thing. Uh, they're not really empathetic to anybody but themselves. They're pretty much, pretty much apathetic people and their feelings and stuff so with that um you know the whole change in metamorphosis that I have you know that's why I know that it, it has changed my life and, and with that you know it doesn't matter what you have you know I mean if you whatever you have if you can yeah I, I remember as a kid growing up in the they saying uh the saying about uh it's it's hard to get into heaven a rich man for a rich man to get into heaven is it is for a camel to get through the eye of a needle I remember this the saying and uh kind of true in a, in, in a sense 
uh, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? What would you do if you were Oprah Winfrey or, you know, Bill Gates or whatever? What would you do? Would you find time in helping others? You know, uh, I figure I, get, I figure in, in how I get my God dollars from heaven, but it's pretty much because I'm not living in the world of what they have or, you know, I'm just taking what I have and doing what I can and the people that, you know, I like being around and the people that I my, my best my best skills best skills from uh, are the same. So with that, you know, you you have to uh you have to know that uh not that I expect it, not that I want it, but you know, when people ask me how do you know, wow, you're doing great, you know, it's been you know, you came a long way. It's like, you know what, he brought me a long way. And I be like, I came a long way, he brought me. And had I not listened and paid attention, you know, I I can only speak for myself. It worked for me. Like a lot of you guys know my writings out there tell you, it worked for me. I will never tell you what you should do, what you couldn't do, what you should not do, or any of that. Because I'm not judgmental anymore, and I'm not biased to anything. And I know that everything, third book of the Bible, chapter 3, 1 through 11, pretty much explains it. And uh, like I said, shout out to my girl Candice out there in uh, San Diego. They left her out too. Shout out to all my um, other professors there at Long Beach. City College, and shout out there to uh, Cal State Dominguez. We're going to be taking that, we're going to be making that open house, you guys. Cal State Dominguez has open house coming up soon. And, uh, oh, by the way, I need to double check it, maybe. Yeah, open house coming up real soon. So, <clears throat> I did get uh, four RS, uh, RSVP'd for me and four other people. So, you know, if you guys are interested, you know, touch with me. Touch with me by this morning, sometime this morning, so I can update you with uh, the information. And now that's for you guys seeking to get into Cal State. And I can tell you guys all the time, you know, uh, these uh, these, finan- these financial aid situations aren't going to be, you know, present too long for you. And especially if you're in human services, you know, I brought that story to you as well. Um, you know, I had a I had an inside scoop to let me know about, you know, hey, about what, what's really going on with the uh, situation with the colleges. And like I said, it's not really a community college thing. It's a university and Cal State. It's hello, but it, it can affect all of us, you know. So just don't think that it just hurts because it's a low man. It's gonna hurt all you guys. And you know, hey, you know, if they stop giving financial aid and Pell grants and things like that when it stops, then that means you know that means everybody. So. You guys think about that, and too, and if, you know, human services, next thing will, will be psychology, because the closest you can get to to uh, psychology is human services, and you know what, I can tell you about from what I'm learning, see, psychology is one of the courses you have to take in human services, so the bottom line is it all, it's all about people, you know, so it's all about, you know, looking out for another, so now I'm going to go ahead and share this with you guys, <clears throat> this is where the show had actually came from, and, um, I don't know if you guys were uh, out there on uh, Facebook and saw it, but here it goes. It's called My Testimony. And uh, I've been planning and actively getting out into the community to share my purpose and my intention for change. Awareness is key. If my family would have never embarked on, into struggle on the struggle of life, honestly, I would have never given a glance at the people living on the streets and dealing with mental illness and physical disabilities, to say the least. But as I have on many occasions at the City Hall meetings in defense of Department of Mental Health Services, I am one time felt as though they did back then before I was subjected to job harassment and intimidation and the outright violation of my civil rights to work in an environment that I felt safe in. That was simply the fact. 
No, I had no prior knowledge. Remaining in that type of situation would lead me to suffer. A schizoid affective disorder, depression, and panic anxiety. And it and it could lead to homelessness and other social social dysfunctions. I was strong, well educated, and outgoing supervisor whose employee loved, who my employees loved and respected. Uh, I was working at the time. This is prior. Um, I was I was I was attending uh, Cerritos, much love out there at Cerritos College, uh, for my psychology degree, holding a real firm 3.66. Uh, but uh, after three and a half months of the uh, Harassment on the job and me not really, you know, no one really doing anything about it. You know, I was I was no longer the woman that I used to be. And as far as confidence and self-assuring, I kind of lost that. And then I was real shaky and, you know, and, you know, pretty much that's when the mental illness hit. And then when I speak to you guys, I tell you guys about remaining on a job that is where you're being, where you feel uncomfortable. Anything, anywhere you're uncomfortable with, you have to get out. It doesn't really make a difference. You have to go. I mean, you can't risk your life, your family, or taking that home to your, to your loved one. So just keep in mind, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be in that situation. You need to do something. If your boss doesn't do anything, you have no choice because it takes to, to choose uh, your status over your mental stability. That's a hard, that's a hard one right there. And I know I put up with it. And, I, and the reason why I'm telling you this is I put up with it. You know, didn't want to lose my life, didn't want to lose the income, didn't want to lose my paycheck. I know things are tight, but it's nothing more tighter than having a a situation uh, of trying to battle life with that disorder that you've picked up from some harassment or some, you know, just being in a situation where you felt uncomfortable. It's a violation of all rights for anyone to treat you that way. Anyway, it, I can only stress that much. And also, to paying close attention to the people who look a lot uptight. Don't just think it's just them. Well, anyways, um, I've I've done a lot of uh, a lot of uh, council council meetings, or uh, let's say for in the period of two years of council meetings for the Department of Mental Health because the United States military they gave uh, they gave our MHL, MHLA uh, Mental Health of America 1.8 acres of uh, land. And uh, this land is like a mile and a half away from the first residence. And for many years, our drop-in center here that's at, located at 456 Elm here in Long Beach, it, it's small, it's cluttered. It's, uh, you know, there's maybe a total of maybe 20 chairs or so down there. And then we have a washing facility, well, a wash machine and a dryer, which is all, that's all it can fit. We have stand-up showers, you know, so, you know, the homeless can come in and take a shower. And then we have our mail and we have a, a clothes closet. And that's where people, when they come on in and they need to, you know, shower up and they need to wash their clothes because they have no place to go and they can also get their mail there. So that's why I say the village, it does have it at this time right now before, since I don't have my, you know, I don't have my, uh, uh, just say my my way with, you know, dealing with what I want to do because I want to be a little bit, I want to take out the politics of anything. Uh, Politics, uh, just like much love out there to Mr. Neal. Even you out there, I know you may be out there on the internet listening tonight. I'm, I'm going to be doing this event. I'll, I'll bring that event to you guys as well. Uh, he's invited me as well to attend uh, this event. It's going to be a community event, and uh, I have been getting out. You know, and I think that's something that we all should do. Just like that play I, I spoke to you guys about. Uh, that play during the break, I'm going to go ahead and grab that information so I can shoot it to you. So you guys grab your pens and piece of paper so I can go ahead and bring it to you before we take off this night, and we'll be ending the show. You know, but just until tomorrow, I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. 
And hopefully maybe I'll get in an early show. We'll see. Um I have I have uh, <clears throat> I have since since I uh, was out there, uh when when it was me and my family, it has been a, a large growing number of families, uh and a lot of them uh with children. Uh like I told you guys, uh you know, my uh, daughter uh just told me about a family I'm gonna go check out once I get off air. Uh and they have babies as well. Um, when I have represented for mental health and mental, you know, I've done panels for homeless. So these panels are just like uh, panels for addiction, panels where you go and you speak on what you've learned and where where you've been. Uh, I also have a DVD I'm going to be putting out there, too, of it. Very touching. Uh, it kind of makes me feel funny just to watch it. But I have spoke frankly, and uh, I spoke frankly at these meetings. And just like a lot of you out there, uh, I had a good-paying job. I had a home kids in private school, and uh, mentality that stereotyped and judged people based on what I thought, or just the way, just what I thought, that they were just the way trying to get out of work, they didn't want to work, and uh, that's what I thought, and uh, I didn't even believe, uh, actually, in panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and even though two family members did claim to have it, I doubted the fact that it even existed, and, and as I thought of, and as I thought of it, it was just a way to get out of, you know, maintaining their own lives and letting men take care of them. And and the neighbors that uh, have been protesting at these uh, city hall meetings, you know, they're they're over there angry. They're they're reeling the mean, angry uh, words. They're insulting. They're saying, you know, they don't want you know mentally ill people coming over there. But this land has already been given to them, you know, to us really, 1.8 acres, and it's like a mile and a half away from any for any house. So the deal is, it's an, it's an industrial area, and but. I like like I said, and I said this to you guys as well. I was on the other side of that, you know. So I was I was as opposed to where I stand on the, on the side of the courts now. I would have been on the other side, you know, saying the same things. Um, what I did hear out of a lot of those uh, neighbors and people who were frustrated and saying that their property value, their homes were going to go down and all the extra, was I heard a lot of ignorance and confusion about what mental illness original, original and unique. In each, how how original and unique in each person. Each person is different on each individual case. When you have when you have been or been around mentally ill, or if you have family members who are, you know, you kind of consider or it for the people who haven't. For the ones who have, they kind of understand. They can kind of uh, associate and they can chime in with the person who's uh, slightly mentally ill or whatever their issues are. You have to really, you know, really be around someone. I mean, the first time I walked into the village, I remember the first time I walked in, <laughs> me and the kids and walked in there. You know, it's, it's it's a place where now I'm one. I, now I look at it like, hey, I'm just one of them because they're my people as well as me. You know, because I remember the times when, you know, it it doesn't. You don't have to look. You know, you have to act. You know, mentally ill. See, mentally ill. You know, how some people say crazy. Well, when I say crazy, I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy. But I'm I'm not talking about mentally ill crazy. I'm talking about I'm crazy. You know, I have a lot of fun. I cut up. You know, the deal is. So I guess back in the day, I didn't look at it like this. Now, when you say, oh, such such crazy. No, there's a difference. You know, mentally ill is not to be uh, defined as, uh, you know, uh, nuts or any of that. Mentally ill is a very, uh, it's a very unique, just uh, a group of individuals who are uh, very special, you know. And, uh, you know, I got to say that. Much love out there to uh 
the riverbed out there, those folks out there. I haven't got back out there yet, but we'll see. We, you know, we're dealing with some legal issues with that. Um, pretty much you ones who don't know, the people out there who don't know, have never had anybody in their family, this is for you. Um, you, you kind of feel that, okay, people, they're wild. You know, this is what we got from neighbors across the, across the courtroom. Wild, untamed, savage, and running them up in your city. <laughs> I can accredit that, that I felt that I was guilty of those, of those same biases and myths. And I accumulated only in my words, only in my words and my pre- prejudices, unaware of the facts, until it happened to me. And it it was apparent that any one of you guys can lose your job, lose everything you own, and be thrown into depression, which leads to hopelessness. And maybe if your resources are good and you're accurate, you can overcome your losses. Some, like your children's losses, some don't. The ones who don't. Some even go farther than they than that. They just might off themselves and their family members out of the situation just because they lost their job. Um, you ever think of why people go off the deep end and they hurt their families, so they kill their families because it's despair. Despair, they don't have a way to see clearly. No one to talk to for help. These are the things that go wrong in these cases. But what is good is that there are people out here like us, like me, like my people, who are advocates for people like that. People who have gone into the deep shadows and the ones who are hiding because they don't feel society gives a damn about them. The ones who think that uh, everybody looks down on them, they're the most prideful people. The most prideful people. They'll turn, I mean, not greedy, not overwanting anything, not overcrowding, you know, uh, You'd be surprised. And with that I, I did think, you know, I when I when I got out there and I got to meeting everybody at first my first my first uh, first one to twentieth time of outreach and I just cried, just cried 'cause I'd be oh and then I learned after a while, you know, it's kinda like a wow, you know, it's not about feeling sorry for anybody, it's about encouraging people to do better. Offering them something, giving them away, showing them away and you know, hey, they're not gonna come in. A lot of them we have to drag in. Few of them I had to club, no, <laughs> just kidding. But no, <laughs> but we get them in the best way we can. And a lot of them hide from us and stuff, you know, because, you know, and I can I can remember being scared too. I can remember my first being in being in the dropping center and that ha- happens on the basement of, of the village. And I remember being scared too, and you know, looking around kind <laughs> of like you know, like you know, you see all these people, and you know, everybody's different, everybody's unique, everybody's doing something totally different. You know, you have. You have Walter, God bless him. So you have Walter, he, you know, he got Tourette's, and he's like, he's a cut-up. You know, but I kind of had a little fun with him anyway, so I did have a lot of fun. You know, they're the most funnest people, and, you know, the parties, oh, it's always a shindig. You guys should check out the two, the, the, the Ducky Awards. The Ducky Awards, that is, it, it's, an, well, this last year, that it, it wasn't as, you know, sassy, and, because, you know, of cuts and all kinds of things going on, and that's what I'm bringing to you, too, because, it, it shorted downgrade from a year from last year to this. Yeah, it was a blow up. Case is, see, I want I, I, I would prefer to have an organization that is always constant. And, you know, I'm gonna try to make my organization constant, steady. You know, you never know with ups and downs, but as long as you know I'm blessed and present, it should work out just fine. I'm gonna go ahead and grab that about the play for you guys. Shades of Africa out there, located at 100. Oh no, four four hundred and one. East 4th Street at the corner of Benito and and 4th in Long Beach, California, 90802. That's Renee Girl's store. 
Much love out there to Renee. Missing you, girl. Uh, Mm, she is she is an inspiration as well too. When it comes to having a mentor, she is my female mentor. Uh, for one, she always uh, is giving me good, helpful resources to keep me going. Um, she's really firm on trying to get community together, and she also has a second location. So she's a chain out there in the IE, guys. That's Corona, Shades of Africa. Just get out there and check out her stuff. And um, mm, I'm thinking about what is it that I want to. Mm, let's see. Uh, I'm going to send this one out here because I'm digging on this. So this this is out here. So this is for who is it, the man that's more important in your life today? You know, uh, who is it? Uh, who is it that the man who stands up for you and he's always there for you and he guides you through, keeps you on top of things and on top of your world? You know, so just that whoever that guy is, you know, this is you like, whoever that guy is that's in your life, be it the man up above, it your man or whoever the case he is. There you go. Here you go. Here's the cut. He is.
everybody. You're back with Jenna's Groove Theory. It is now slowly approaching 2 o'clock in the a.m. I'd like to take this time to thank you guys for coming out tonight and sharing in Jenna's Groove Theory, as you always do. Much love out there to all of you guys. Um, Hey, if you guys want to catch my episodes, too, you can download them on iTunes. Uh, code word, Gina Groove Theory. Uh, you can download it, podcast it, and you can, you know, rock shows that you like and uh, you know, let me know how you like it. What's really going on, if, you know, if you're digging on it, and that's real cool, too. Uh, it is now 1.47 in the a.m. This is your KXRW, your community connection internet radio station, broadcasting live out here in Long Beach. Uh, having a good time. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and send this one since, uh, oh, I got to cut out here. Oh, since I only did play one by, by my girl out there, hey, I'm going to have to go on and send this one out here as well. Uh mm. Here we go. This is Jill Scott. Uh, This is a little shout-out there to y'all ladies out there, guys and ladies out there that are still tripping through that trip, you know, with those ones you're tripping with that, you know, you ain't getting no further with. All right. So gone. Don't be so gone over so little. You're going to hear the pages turn. Let me take my cadels on Don't want this thing But can't let go Even though I need it so
You're back with Gina's Groove there. I hope you like that one. That's Jill Scott. So gone, you guys. So gone. Uh, before we, uh, let's, I'm going to go ahead and shoot this one out there. Maybe I can kind of tie it in before we uh, shoot on out of here. Like I said, I'd like to thank all you guys for being here tonight and listening to my show and being out there and being supportive. I'm already like at, uh, I might be past 4,100. I don't know, but, you know, we're we're still rolling and counting. It's like amazing, you guys. Um, I'm so blessed and impressed today. Uh, today is a good, blessed day. So uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and check in with the time. It is 1.53 in the a.m. And uh, I'm going to send this one out. I'm going to make this my last one. It should, it should roll into my last one, so I don't want to get cut off, you guys. So uh, this is a shout-out there to some of y'all out there who say, you know, how many ways. You know, you ask, uh, you know, y'all, you guys out there in the committed relationships, you might say, how many ways, you know. And uh, Tony Braxton, you know, this is one of my all-favorite karaoke uh, songs that I used to sing were my first, actually it was my first karaoke song I used to sing whenever I go karaoke in it. Uh, you know, I'm out here kind of practicing and getting things ready. I got I got friends who keep pushing me, they're like, oh, why don't you go and cut something, you know, so yeah, you got to kind of be spiritually right to be able to, to sing, you know, I mean, in my, in my case, you know, I mean, it's like, if my spirit is bad, then I have a bad time singing, but if my spirit is good, things is going good, life is going good, and which today I can't say it is, because you know, I'm blessed. You know, I have my ups and downs, and most of you guys out there that know me you know, on Facebook, you know, I write about them. You know, a lot of people inspire me. The things you do in life inspire the next person to do what they do. And it's so good that at least the things that people have done to me in my life, it inspires me to write. And it inspires me to spark my interest and to make me think about the things that have happened. And I, I think I think that's where I stand accountable for the things that I do. You know, I, have, I make no amends. I don't owe anybody anything, I, you know. I just owe it to be a human being to everybody and treat everybody with the respect and, and you know, loyalty and honesty as I possibly can. 
not saying that I'm perfect and no by means am I perfect, but as long as I live the way I live, it seems like it works for me. So I urge you guys out there to, you know, cut out that bullshit, cut out all that, you know, look, you know when you're wrong, you know when you're right. You know if you're doing something that's good, you know if you're doing something that is so self-serving or if you're self-absorbing, you know, you know, I mean. You know, uh, you know if you really got that, if you got that mentality, you just don't give a damn about nobody. Hey, you know I ain't mad at you. The bottom line is, yeah, you should put yourself first. You know, in, in that in that case, you know I put myself first and I put myself last. You know, sometimes you know my mentor would say, you know, when you give somebody your last dollar, you know what, you know it, sometimes I did, but you know I never really went without a dollar. So with that, I have to say, you know, even though whatever I do, whatever I succeed into, like. Bishop, you know, we talked about this a couple of shows ago. Whatever I succeed into is what I succeed into. And it, and I water it. I keep it going. So it works for me. I can't tell anybody what they should do or what they shouldn't do. But I'm telling you, it's so much better being spiritually prosperous. You know, I may be empty in pocket, but in spiritual bucks and dollars and God, God dollars and heaven bucks, you know, you guys know that's my, that's my motto. So if you hear that anywhere, that's me. God dollars and heaven bucks. Okay, go ahead and trademark that. But that's that's what I live by, and that's that's what I'm hoping that everybody can get to a point in their lives where they can live by that too. The rule is awareness is key. Okay, what you don't know about, you fear. What you know about, then you can get educated about, and we can share together. So with that, this is Gina's Group Theory broadcasting live out of Long Beach. This is the ending of this show. Much love to all you guys. Get you on a rebound. Love you. Peace. And I'm out, you guys. So here it goes. Tony Braxton. My very first karaoke song. How many ways? Oh,